Welcome to the Halakha Hour here on JRoot Radio, broadcasting live today on, I forgot the date for a second, but uh, today on Wednesday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Let's give you the contact numbers. Today we are going to be here a little bit longer, so you could, uh, you could call us to text us. Okay, let's begin. The best way to contact us in the middle of the class, if you have any questions, is by texting. The texting is three four. The text number that is three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. Of course, to listen jrootradio.com, and you could always send us an email at halachahour at gmail.com. The phone number, which if you'd like to call, we recommend again as usual to call only after at the end of the class, at the end of the show. It's seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. And again, the text number is 347-927-8398. Okay, we are back on schedule. For the last, I don't know how long, it's been a while, we've been learning different, uh, we've been discussing different things. We had the stop in the holidays and we, you know, last week we spoke a little bit about the current events and then we went back to, we reviewed a little bit of the introduction of the Halchot of, or the Melachot of Shabbat. Today, Be'ezat Hashem, we come right back to our regular schedule of the Ben Yishai. This is as we started and as it is still. This is a class based on the... Let's, let's start it. This is a class on Halakot Shabbat. Right? The Halakha hour, so far, at least what we're learning, are the Halakot of, of, of Halakot Shabbat. We base it on the Sefer, on the book, the Ben Yishai. And we work, you know, basically we have a formula. We start with a little bit of a background. We read, we explain... We try to bring you the different opinions, and then we try to give you some practical halakha lima'aseh, you know, practical cases of what to do, pretty much. So, we, of course, whenever there's a season, like for example, in two weeks, we're going to talk about the berakha uh, barakh alenu and the halachot, and, you know, why we say it on December 4th, which, by the way, is a reminder, not to forget, December 4th, we switch in the tefillah, in two weeks, that is, so we'll talk about those kind of halachot when they come up, but otherwise, our regular schedule is that we learn the halakhot of Shabbat based on the Sefer of the Ben Yishai. Now we're beginning a new parasha today. The parasha is Shana Sheniyah, you find it in the Sefer of Ben Yishai, Shana Sheniyah, second year, Parashat Vayehi. The subject is a subject of Melachot, which like we mentioned in the last class, we are now beginning the halakhot of the Melachot of Shabbat. What we're not allowed to do on Shabbat, and a lot of them, not a lot of them, pretty much the foundation of all this is Midoraita. These are things that the Torah has forbidden us. As we know, there are 39 Melachot on Shabbat. The 13th Melacha is going to be our subject, or this is the subject in Parashat Vayahi until we finish it, and everything that's related to the 13th Melacha. What is the 13th Melacha? The 13th Melacha is the Melacha of Melabin. Literally, Melaben means to whiten, to make something white, which is basically cleaning garments. The definition of the melacha and how it was done in the Mishkan, as we know, all of the 39 melachot are, come from what the Jewish people did when they were traveling in the Mishkan, how they set up the Mishkan, and that's the source of all the 39 melachot. This melacha of melaben is defined in the following words. It's the cleansing or bleaching. That's probably more appropriate with the word milabin. It's the bleaching of absorbent material 
to get rid of its impurities. That's the best definition that I found out there in English. Okay, I'll look, clarify a little bit. Again, cleansing or bleaching, cleaning or whitening, basically, any absorbed material as opposed to leather. Leather doesn't absorb, as we're going to learn a little bit also. Not a little bit, we're going to learn a lot about it also. What else doesn't absorb? Synthetic, right? Um, nylon. The melacha of libun is only relevant, again, to where there is an absorbent material, like cotton, like wool, like linen, those kind of things. And why? In order to get rid of its impurities, whether it's a stain, whether it's um, a food that's spilled on and Again, all these are the details. We'll get to them. When was this done? How was this done in the Mishkan? Well, we all know that they had to make the covering of the Mishkan, the Yeri'ot. Those coverings, some of them were made out of wool. And in order to make it, you have to first shear the animal, which is, you know, take off the wool of the animal. And then afterwards, you can't just make it into a garment. You have to first clean it. So that step of cleaning it, this was libun, whiten it basically, and thus the name. This step is how it was done when, they, clean, when they cleansed the wool fibers to use them for the yariyot, for the covering in the Mishkan, this is the Melacha of Libun. Now, the Benish Hai in Parashat Vayahi, we go again, Apiya Seder, jumps right into something that's really Midrabanan. The subject that he goes into first is something that's Asum Midrabanan. Now, we can go into it, we can go Apiya Seder, but in order to go into it, we first have to know some very, very basic things about the Melacha of Libun. One of the Taladot of Melacha of Libun is really what we call laundry. Uh, basically, we call laundry, you know, we know there's a laundry machine. If, if you're an old-timer like me, so I remember when I was young and I used to visit my grandma's house. This is back in Syria, okay? This is the old country. And she used to have this machine that I, the only other time I've seen this kind of machine was in cartoons, like Popeye or whatever. I, me- I don't remember which show it was. Basically, you know, it's like a, it's like a big bucket of water. And then it has this like rolls and then you put the garment through them to squeeze out the water, the excess of water. And then you take the, the, the clothing and then you hang it up. Okay, so their libun back then, or the definition really of laundry, is pretty much the same idea. What you do is you soak the garment. Now you want to use whatever chemicals you want to use, soap, detergent, Tide, or whatever they want to sell you out there. And then you have to scrub, which is what the washing machine does for us. It puts the water, it puts the detergent, and then it goes and turns and round and round. Basically, that's the idea of scrubbing. And then afterwards, it drains out the water, which is back in my grandma's time, right? They did it in, um, in that little rolling pins or whatever they did. And then we do it today in the dryer. Or uh, some still today, a lot of people, what they do is they hang it up on a clothesline and they dry up their garments like this on a clothesline. In fact, uh, not so long ago, we had to do the same thing. When I first moved into my house, my new house, of course, everybody, I think, had the same story. Uh, me and National Grid, we didn't get along. I don't know why. They shut off my gas. We, didn't even, we just walked in. So we didn't have gas. And we didn't have gas. Okay, so it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't so we didn't need, need the heat. But we had a big problem because we weren't able to have, what's it called? We weren't able to, make the, to work the laundry. So what happened? Because we weren't able to work the laundry... So we had a problem of drying our clothing. It's only the dryer, actually, excuse me, not the laundry and the washing machine. So we do things in the washing machine, then we had to hang up our clothing to dry them up, like the olden days. It's exactly how it was. And that's 
the basic, basic introduction that we need for the f- next halachot. The ne- first halacha that we're going to speak about, or really the first six halachot in the Benish Hai, deal with an isur derabanan of hanging clothing to dry on Shabbat. Let's give you a little bit of a background. Laundry is asur. Laundry is asur on Shabbat, right? You're not allowed to do laundry. Now laundry, the definition of laundry, that will be from Halakha Zayn and onwards. We'll talk about that, but the same in the upcoming weeks. I don't know when we'll get to it. On the, uh, our style is it takes a while, you know, till we get to it. In any case, we'll get to that. Now besides laundry, that's, you know, that's obviously asur, but, you know, part of doing laundry is also drying clothing. I mean to say, when you want to cleanse an item, you don't just soak it in water, you also have to dry it up. And because most people who dry their clothing or put their clothing in the place where they usually dry them, for example, on the clothesline, they're usually doing this because it's part of the, the what's it called, the laundry process. So Hakamim said, we have to make a gezira, we have to make a decree to forbid hanging wet clothing on Shabbat because one who sees it might suspect that you've done laundry on Shabbat. They're going to come to suspect it. They did laundry on Shabbat. Therefore, we're going to forbid it because of a concept known as marit ha'ayin. Okay? I hope that was clear. If not, I'm going to repeat it one more time. Again, laundry is forbidden. The definition of laundry we'll discuss in later classes. That's not our subject right now. Because drying one's clothing after washing them is part of the laundry process, Hazal therefore made it forbidden. Something is known as marit ha'ayin. That means really technically should be the, this should have been mutarapi halakha. However, Hakamim said it's going to be asur. What looks because it looks like you maybe you've done laundry on Shabbat. This is known as isur as marit ayin. Before we come to explain this isur, this concept marit ayin, I would like to clarify a little bit because there's a big misunderstanding of what marit ayin is. Marit ayin is not you know the best definition honestly that I found of marit ayin from all the post scheme. Is you find this concept in many places, especially when you learn basar halal. But in the beginning, you know, there's there's a lot of different halachot of uh, you know, let's say you have almond milk. The Torah forbade, which is regular milk, with meat. We know that, right? If you cook them together. What about if I have almond milk? Almond milk is parv, right? It's made out of almonds. There's nothing wrong with it. That's not what the Torah was all saying. Yeah, but it looks like milk. So can I have it after meat? Can I have it with meat? Can I cook it with meat? It's all discussion over there of maritain, what you should do. So when you we got into the halachot, I remember seeing from Mishneh Halachot of Menashe Klein Zatzal that he said basically, I, I love this line because I found myself, you know, I relate a lot to it. He says, maritain, honestly, I don't know exactly how to magdir maritain how to exactly, you know, give you the, the parameters of what, you know, the rule, the general rule of Marit Ayin. Basically, Marit Ayin is where Hazal said it's Asur because of Marit Ayin. That's what Marit Ayin is. The, where Hazal did not say it's Marit Ayin, you can't just go ahead and say, oh, 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 Marit Ayin, therefore we're going to be Osir. So therefore, Marit Ayin is a rabbinic decree where the rabbis told us this is forbidden because of Marit Ayin, therefore it's Asur. Now, now everybody goes with this approach. We find the Tshuva from Moshe Feinstein that, you know, doesn't say this exactly. He says, Marita Ayin is something that most of the time, when you, even though what you're doing right now is mutar, there's absolutely nothing wrong with halakha, but since most of the time it's done with isur, therefore people are going to suspect you that you're doing it out of isur, then you cannot 
do it, you cannot do this. Well, you cannot do what looks like an isur. Now, forget about it. You could go and sit on hours discussing all the different possibilities of what might be maritain or might not be maritain. In any case, here, for sure, hazawal goes in. That means again, you can tell me what's wrong with what I'm doing. You're right. There's nothing wrong halakhically with what you're doing. But being that the rabbis decreed on it, and they said, this is maritain, it becomes forbidden middirabanan like any other isur dirabanan. And what is that? You have clothing that's sweat. And it got wet on Shabbat. It didn't get wet before Shabbat because, because if it was soaking wet before Shabbat, that's another halakha that we'll discuss. It's not only just Marit Ayin, it's Asur because it's Mukseh. We're going to talk about that later on. We're talking about clothing that got wet on Shabbat. Hachamim told us, the rabbis told us, it's forbidden to hang it up, to dry, because people will see it and say, ah, look at this guy, he must have done laundry today. Now even though everybody knows, you're the rabbi. You're the Tamir Hakam, you're a tzaddik. It doesn't make a difference. In fact, we, you know, based on the rumors, you know, a lot of times people talk more about the rabbi more than anybody else, you know, so you can't really say, oh, oh yeah, but I'm the rabbi, you know, I'm, I'm the tzaddik. Usually they're, they're trying to pick on the tzaddik, you know what I'm saying? So in any case, the surah applies to everybody, whether you're a rabbi, whether you're not a rabbi, this is surah made by laundry, applies to all people. Now, the Ben this is an introduction just to understand the first words of the Ben Yishai. I'm going to read the words in front of the Ben Yishai, and you can see this inside for yourselves. Says the Ben Yishai, We hold the halakha. Whenever rabbis told us, this thing is forbidden because maritain, that means it looks bad, and therefore you cannot do it. Even though technically you can't find anything wrong with it according to the rules of halakha, but the rabbis felt that this looks bad, and they told you you cannot do it because maritain, then don't think that Marit Ayn means because people will see and therefore if I do it in an area where people will not see, there might be mutar. No, the Gemara Masechet Shabbat, Kuf Menvav Amur Bet, on the bottom says over there that Afilu Behadre Hadarim. Marit Ayn, when Rabbi told us that this is forbidden because of Marit Ayn, now literally Marit Ayn translates as people will see it. So if I do it behind closed doors where nobody could see it, not even my wife and kids, I do it in the closet and I'm the only one who has the key, doesn't make a difference. If the rabbis told us this thing is asur because marit ayin, afilu hadarim asur. Even in your basement, in the closed doors where nobody will see it, you live by yourself, it's still asur. Most, not most, a lot of Ahrunim and Rishonim even hold that this is only true when Hachamim were scared that people would suspect you they're doing Isud de Oraita. But if they're going to suspect you they're doing Isud de Rabbanan, in Hadir Hadanim der Matir. Now, everybody agrees on this, but keep that in mind. When, we, when the rule of, of Marit Ayn that's forbidden, even by Hadir Hadarim, most Rishonim understand it that this is only if the rabbis were gozer because out of suspicion that people will suspect you that you're doing Isud de Oraita. For example, in our case, what's the deen over here? We said that you cannot hang wet clothing on Shabbat to dry up. Why? What's the reason why Rabbi says this is Asur? Because they said it's Malitain. People might suspect you that you're not that you, what's the problem with drying clothing on Shabbat? No, they're gonna suspect that maybe you did laundry on Shabbat. Laundry on Shabbat is Asumidoraita or Dirabanan? The answer is to do laundry on Shabbat is forbidden midde oraita. So therefore, 
Marita Ain over here, what Hazal told us that this is forbidden because of Marita Ain, then not only in the place where people could see you, but even in closed doors, even in your basement, even in the laundry room where it's locked up, you cannot put things to dry. You cannot hang up things to dry over there because I feel the klal is the rule is Marita Ain called the Mashagazu. Whenever Hachamim said this is asur because of Marit Ayn, even in your closed doors behind the you know all the doors, it's still gonna be forbidden. So says the Ben Ishai to apply this. He says like this: I came mission Therefore, let's say your clothing got soaked with water on Shabbat. How? You know, can be many many possibilities. Let's say you're walking on Shabbat. And all of a sudden you get one of those thunderstorms and you come home soaking wet. Or you want another example? No problem. Come to my house. Hang around with my kids. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> right? Let them have a little bit of water. And you'll see, you know, they spill water spills. And you, you know, you can have many possibilities how your clothing can get soaked with water on Shabbat. He says, You're not allowed to hang them to dry up. Why? Because people might suspect you that you did laundry on Shabbat. Even if you would hang them up in an area where nobody would see you as sur, it's still forbidden. However, he says now something. The sur is only on hanging them on Shabbat. But had they been hanging from before Shabbat, then there's no problem to keep them up. That means Friday morning, I did laundry. Now, you know, it's a beautiful day. I checked my uh, weatherman report or whatever it is. I checked the weather and they tell me now it's going to be gorgeous. So I have this clothes on in the back. So anyway, let me hang them up in the bag. It's going to be beautiful outside. And now I hung up my clothing to dry on Friday. I have Shabbat. It's not even Shabbat yet. Good? Now, it takes a while. It didn't dry up yet. Or let's say it's one of those big, big, you know, let's say the covers, right? Or um, whatever it is. Okay. The bed sheets or whatever it may be. I'm putting it to dry. And it takes a while to dry. Shabbat comes. And now people might suspect, hey, look at that. Ah, I mean, has got his uh, clothing up. Maybe he did laundry. Why don't we suspect that? And the answer is because Hazar were only worried when people would see you hanging it. Right? And therefore... Then they're going to say, oh, why is he hanging now? Must be he did laundry now. But anything that was hanging before Shabbat, there's no isur. You have no isur to keep it on according to halakha. You can keep it up, hanging on the clothesline. It's the hanging that's asur. Before we move on to the next point, and there's a lot to talk about over here, just want to talk about what does it mean that your clothing became soaked in water. The Gemara's words are, it's really the Mishnah, Mishen nashru kelav bamayim. Nashru, the word Nashru, over there we have two different explanations of what the word Nashru means. According to some Rishonim, Nashru means that they fell inside of the water. According to others, no, they got, they got soaked in water, which means you are wearing them, and they got soaking wet. How? Maybe you fell into the pool, or maybe you fell into uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, of water, or maybe it started thundering on you, you know, it started raining on you. So in either case, either approach, the Magin Abraham points out, you see that the word Nashru means soaking wet. That means it really got really, really wet. But if you got a little bit wet, 
That means it wasn't so wet, just a little bit wet. Let's say, for example, you're sitting down and, you know, this, this is my favorite, it happens all the time. You take a seltzer bottle, right? And you want to open a seltzer bottle and you think you got it. Just when you think you got it, you open it all the way and, right, the whole thing explodes all over you. Okay? So now you're wet, but you're not soaking wet. It's not the same as the other guy who came in from the rainstorm. So now, according to the Magen Abraham, although, again, he agrees that Maran doesn't hold this way, but according to Magen Abraham, he says that such a wetness where it's a little bit wet, it's not a problem. This is not the thing that Hazal were goes there on. Such a, a little bit of wetness, it's okay, you can hang it up. That's the Magen Abraham's opinion. However, the Mishnah Berab brings, he says, Rov Ahronim, majority of later opinions, did not agree with the Magen Abraham on this. And they disagreed and they said, no, as long as it's wet, even a little bit of wetness, that's already considered wet and you're not allowed to hang it up. And he bring, everybody has his own proofs from different places. Okay, now what's called a little bit wet? What if um, uh, a drop of water goes on you? That's also wet? So no, the rule of wet usually, as we find Mishnah Barab brings also, let's mention Het, Seif Katan Samach Gimel. You look over there, we want to talk about the subject of what clothing that's mukse. He says over there that it has to be tofeyah aminat lehatfiyah. Not to go into it so much, but basically that the clothing's got to be, or whatever you want to dry, whatever you hang up to dry, has to be wet enough that if I would touch it, my hands would also become wet. Sometimes you touch something, it's wet, but your hands don't come, become wet. For example, let's say your baby's eating and he, you know, He's, because he's a baby, so he, the food spills out of his mouth, and then his garment gets wet. So sometimes you'll feel, oh, it's a little bit wet. You'll change him because you don't want to get cold, but your hand's not so wet. But you can tell that the garment is soaked, or not so, so a little bit wet. Here, the Mishabura uh, says, in order it should be wet, that's a sur to hang it up to dry, it's got to be wet enough that if I touch it, I look at my fingers, I see that they're wet also. Benish high goes a little bit further. Ben Yishai here tells us, the next, directly next halakha, he says, we find that the Maran brings, in the name of the Tosefta, Maran, Shohan Aruch says, that when Hachamim said, you're not allowed to put up your clothing to dry, even even when it's sweaty. Now, we all wore clothing in the summer, we all know what happens when clothing gets sweat from sweaty. How sweaty could it be? Why? It doesn't say anything. Says the Benish high. Sweaty doesn't mean literally it has to be soaking wet like he played basketball a full day with it and it's, you know, you could squeeze out the sweat. No, no. He says, even a little bit of wetness and not only that, the Isur is hanging up things on Shabbat. And therefore, Benish high has a Hiddush. I'm going to read it for you. He says, Even a garment that's completely dry, you're not allowed to hang it up to dry like the way you would hang up your laundry. Okay, we'll get to that afterwards. So, Benish Hai has a hadush. Benish Hai's opinion is something that's completely dry, even. The sur is the way it looks. If I would take my dry now I would now you're asking why would somebody hang something dry on a clothesline? And let's say you want to air it out. It smelled from the chalun the last night. You kept it in, in your house overnight and you know the, the chalun has a chalun smell, you want to hang it up outside to dry up. Just to, you know, to give it some fresh air. 
According to the Ben Ishai, that's Asur. Why? It's not that because you're actually drawing it, because it looks like. You, why are you putting on the clothesline? It looks like you're drawing it like if it be what? Would a, your neighbor be able to tell? Would somebody across the street, somebody walking in the street who looks down, would he see if it's wet or not? They can't tell if it's wet or not. So therefore, since it looks like it's Asur, maybe that you, you were hanging something wet, Ben Ishai says, that is Asur. And the Yakut Yosef also goes with this Ben Ishai. And uh, don't worry, Ashkenazim, you didn't get away with it either. What seems like, if you look in the Shemiyat Shabbat Kilchata, he brings down from Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach, it seems like he's also going with this opinion of the Ben Ishai because he comes to explain what's, uh, you know, when this Asur of the Ben Ishai actually applies. And I've seen, I think even Pesket Shuvot brings down to be Mahmir like this Ben Ishai. Now, this is not the final say on it. Something that's completely dry, there's no Isur in it. He, and really, when you learn the Sugiyah, when you look and you see how the Ahronim bring it, whether Mishnah even Magin Abraham, Arucha Shohan, you look at all these different Ahronim, it seems like the Isur is specifically when it's what? If it's not what, nobody mentions that there's an Isur of hanging clothing that's completely dry. So, therefore, let's summarize over here. When Something is wet, you're not allowed to hang it to dry. Why? Because looks, people might suspect that you did laundry on Shabbat. Even though today you don't, it doesn't make a difference. It looks like this is the place where people hang up laundry to dry up. It's Asur. If, how wet does it have to be? As long as your hand, fingers get wet, that's already, from the garment, that's already Asur. If it's completely dry and you want to hang it on the clothesline just to get some fresh air in it, the Benish high Yalkut Yosef, and Nafshon Zaman, or Seems like Rav Shlomo Zaman Obach also forbid it. However, Hakam Abadiah permits it. Yes, Yakut Yosef is not Hakam Abadiah. Yakut Yosef is Hakam Abadiah's son. He says not. He actually says in Halakhot Olam not like the Yakut Yosef. Um, so you have this Bahloke. Lechet Hilla, We always tell you try to be Mahmi, especially it's a Benish high class. We try to tell you to go to Benish high. But of course, if a person doesn't want to be Mahmi, he has a very good reason why. You know, he listen and really smells, and he has to go to some sort of simcha, or he needs to wear that suit for Shabbat, he, and it's completely dry, you have enough to rely on, especially it's an isud de Rabbanan, at most, right, and safik, let, let it be just a safik, safik de Rabbanan lekula, a person who wants to be lenient, has enough opinions to be lenient on, and big, big opinions to be somech on. Now, we mentioned, we kept on uh, being vague a little bit about this, we kept on mentioning that, when you put up your clothing to be dried up, you're putting it on a clothesline. I kept on giving these, this example. Because really, like the Ben Ishai says over here, the Isur of hanging clothing is because it looks like you did laundry and you're coming to dry your clothing. So therefore the poskim discussed the location of where you're hanging your clothing. And here we get to the difference between terminologies, I guess in English, between hanging and drying. Not, not just because an, a garment is wet, not necessarily, you know, you, you, you can't just put it up anywhere. So what are you supposed to do with a wet garment? Now you tell me I can't hang it, so what am I supposed to do with it? So the answer is that there's a difference between drying and hanging. Drying clothing is forbidden, hanging is permitted. These are my own terminology, I'll explain what that means. In order to be considered a sur, it has to be placed in a location where people normally dry their laundry. For example, clothesline. People have a clothesline in the backyard. And on the clothesline, that's what they do. They do the laundry and then they leave it to dry up in the sun. Or other people, what they do is, let's say, for example, shirts. 
especially the wrinkle-free shirts. So you put them in the laundry, you wash them, and then afterwards, all you have to do is put them on a hanger and let it dry. So where do people usually dry it? There's a few locations. Some people put it, let's say, for example, in the bathroom right over the bathtub. So this way, any water that's coming off the garment will just go into the bathtub, right? So that's what, another location. Again, depends on you, what you normally do. Or let's say in the laundry room, right? In the laundry room, people put it, or by a radiator. They want a warm place, so this way the heat will make it, you know, if some people will directly put on the radiator. Let's say they put towels and other things. This way it dries up over there. So if you're the type of person that when things usually get wet, whether it's coming out of the laundry or whatever it may be, you hang it up in these places, let's say, for example, like I said, over the bathtub or in the laundry room or on the clothesline for sure. So then these locations are asur. But let's say now you want to hang up your clothing. Let's say your shirt is soaking wet. Would you ever take a shirt that's soaking wet and hang it up in your closet? Of course not. Right? That's not how you usually do it during the weekday. So on Shabbat, if you want to hang your shirt in your closet, it's not a sur. It's not a problem. Because that's not the location when you usually dry things. Remember, the isur is because of what it looks like. Hazawal goes there because of mar'ita'ayn. So if you're putting it in a location where it's not normally done to dry things, it'll be mutar. Another example. Usually, you know, people take off their clothes, their jackets and they hang it on the chair. Right? They want to be comfortable. They want to sit with their own... Uh, you know, shirts without without the jacket. So you can put it on the chair. So, but you wouldn't hang your laundry on a chair, especially in the dining room, right? Your wife will have your head. So if you have something wet and you want it to dry, if you want to put it on the back of a chair, since that's not where you usually dry your clothing, it'll also be mutar. Again, it depends on each person. If you normally dry your clothing in such a fashion that you put it on the back of the chair, so it'll be asur. It all goes of what, where you normally hang your clothing to dry up. And you want a proof? Because we have a lot of men listening. Rebaim. You want a proof? I'll bring you a proof. Maram brings in the end of Semanchin Aleph. I forgot to mention before. All these halakhot are found in the end of Semanchin Aleph. Although they're about laundry. In Shohan Aruch, Semanchin Bet talks about the halakhot of libun and laundry. But right before it in Semanchin Aleph, as Aharonim bring down, the tour already discusses these halakhot of, since Shun Aleph talks about what you're allowed to walk with on Shabbat and not, so he talks about over there, a person is walking, his clothing got wet, and that like leads us into the halakhot of libun. So that's where you're going to find it. Anyway, Siman Shin Aleph Men Vav. Hai also brings it down later on, so I'm going to read it from the Ben Hai this way, we save on time. Ben Hai brings, he says, Beged, um, where is it? Okay, we're going to read it over here. So, Maran brings it. We're going to read it from Shohan Aruch. Right now, I don't have it. Oh, here it is. Okay, Halakhahe. Mi shenishru kelav v'mayim be'odam alav. Benishai says, pretty much what Maran says, a person who's wearing clothing and then his clothing got wet. Ya'kol ha'loch behem, you're allowed to walk with them. We're not worried that you're going to come to squeeze them. We're going to talk about it. However, he says, asulin ha'gebamish samuch la'esh. You're not allowed you're not allowed to dry your clothing next to a fireplace, next to something hot where it's gonna make the water in the garments evaporate. I feel about even if you're still wearing them, because you're like cooking the water when you make it evaporate, it's like cooking it. So that's Isur of Mebashel. Also, there's an Isur of Melabin. Okay? 
Now, this rule only applies if it's so close to the fire that the garment might reach a temperature of 110 degrees Fahrenheit, which is known as yet solidable. Maran says these words, pretty much, the Benishah just elaborates on it. Now, Mishnah on those words in Maran, which, you know, which comes on, I think, from the Mordechi, that you're not allowed to put wet clothing close to the fire. We have a question right away. How could you put clothing next to the fire? Didn't we say you're not allowed to dry clothing? Anytime you have wet clothing, you're not allowed to put it up. So I don't need to tell me that because it's Bishul. I already know you're not allowed to do it. So when Mishabra says, yes, I want to tell you also that's Asur Midoraita. Besides the Asur Dirabanan, that you're drying it also, it's Asur Midoraita. But he says more. He says, if you're putting it to dry in a place that's not yet solidable, like we just said, in order for this Asur to apply, if you're putting it so close to the fire, let's say, for example, you have the stove on, the black is on, and you have, uh, let's say, a, a soaking wet towel, or let's say anything that's wet, you want to put it close to the fire. If it's so close that the garment might reach the temperature of Yat it's Asur. But if it's not going to reach the temperature of Yat Saladibo, says you're allowed to put them close. If they're not, if you're allowed to put them close to the fire, if they're not going to reach the temperature of Yat Saladibo. But he says with the following words, as long as you don't put them what does it mean like the way people dry clothing which is the Mishnah Berra himself the Hafez Haim brings on the band and says why the Isur this whole Isur of is only when you put your clothing to dry in a way that it's done after laundry other people dry the clothing after laundry, that's where it's asur. But if you're drying them in a place where people don't usually dry their clothing after laundry, or in a way that you don't normally dry your laundry, how do people, let's say for the Masjah, the people who dry their, uh, people who do laundry on their towels and they want to dry them in the sun, how they do it? They usually take the towel and spread it. Either they spread it on the clothesline, either they spread it on the balcony, on the railing, but You'll never, if you want to dry something, you'll never crumble it up and leave it in the sun, right? So this is the halakha also over here. If you take the towel or you take a garment and crumble it up and throw it in the bathtub, there's no issue. Even though I normally dry my shirts after laundry on the on top of the bar, on top of the bathtub, since I'm crumbling up and throwing, that's not the way I dry it. It's mutar. Not only the way I'm drying my clothing, but also... In the location. If the location is not a location when I, which I use after laundry to dry my clothing, it will also be mutar. So therefore, like we said before, to hang your wet jacket in the closet, to hang your shirts that are soaking wet in the closet, even if you want to hang your socks in the closet, that's all fine. But to hang them on the radiator, if you usually dry things on the, radi on the radiator, to hang them on a clothesline for sure, or even to hang them in the laundry, or to hang them over a bathtub if you usually do so, then... It would be a sword. Okay? That's forbidden to do. Move on now to the Benishai. Benishai talks about now what would be. Okay, you tell me it's a sword to hang what clothing to dry up. Okay, what if a guy did it already? What would you say? The guy already, he came home, he's soaking wet. He took his clothing and he hung it on the clothesline. It, it, you know, sun came out, obviously, right? Or he took his clothing, went down to the laundry room, he hung it up, he wanted it to dry up. Or he put it in the bathroom, which usually people do. He took it in the bathroom, he hung it up over the bathtub. What is the deen now? What's the case? 
I mean, excuse me, what's a halakha? So really there's two points over here. There's two questions we need to answer. Number one, if a person did this with the aban. Number one is, if a guy already hung his clothing in the place where it's asur, and then he realized, does he have to take it down? That's it. question number one. Question number two is, okay, let's say they already dried up. Could you use them? Or do we say, no, since you hung them to be dried, I'm sorry, it's asur. So let's answer each one in order. First question is, if a person had what garment and he took it and he put it on a clothesline to dry up. And we're talking about, of course, that got wet on Shabbat, obviously, right? If he got wet before Shabbat, it's a different discussion. We'll get to it. So in such a case, he came home after a rainstorm and then the sun came out. Now he took his garment, he took his shirt and he hung it up on the clothesline. So according to the Ben Yishai, once you did it already, so again, his rule is, the rule of the Ben Yishai is, the act of hanging something on a clothesline is what's forbidden. Once you did that act, you already did the isur. So now, after the fact that you hung it up already, there's no obligation to take it down anymore because whoever saw you or didn't see you, like we said, even if people don't see you, you the isur was done already. So what does it help not to take it down? The same thing that we said, for example, when we said about clothing that was done before Shabbat. If you hung your clothing on Friday, there's no obligation to take it down. It was done already. Hakamim did not obligate to take it down. That's Ben Yishai's rule also over here. If it's dried, I mean, excuse me, if you hung it up already, even though you didn't isur by putting it up, again, you didn't isur, but you have no obligation to take it down. This is also the opinion of Hakam Abadiyah as well. And... Um, I've seen some Ahronim also this way. However, I saw he brings the name of Shevet Kihatim, and I saw also brought down also in some other poskim. I think Migdanot Eliyahu. That's if I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. I didn't write it down. Is that even though the issue was done already, but there's still suspicion. People might still be hoshed you more by seeing it. Maybe people didn't see it yet, and therefore you have to fix it. Take it down. According to so other poskim hold, no, you have to take it down. And I saw brought down that the Hazon Ish was, again, he did this midat hasidut, the Hazon Ish, out of midat hasidut, even clothing that was hung before Shabbat, and it was hanging on Shabbat beheter, he still told them to take it down. He didn't want people to suspect that maybe he put it up on Shabbat, that they might think this is mutar. Again, api halakha, there's nothing wrong with it. Maran Shohan Rukh says, there's no problem. But Hazoni felt in his time where Shabbat was not observed properly. People might see the Gadola door. Hazoni has clothing hanging. They might say, oh, it's, you're allowed to hang clothing on Shabbat. What's the problem? They wouldn't suspect maybe the Hazoni of laundry, but to hang your clothing, maybe it's mutar. Now, again, Api Halakha, there's nothing wrong with it to keep it on, right? But he went in the extra mile. So, therefore, if a person, although, like we said, Ben Yishai says there's no obligation, if a person wants to bring it down, then you could bring it down. Just got to be careful though, that if it's soaking wet still, if it's soaking wet, then you can't really handle it with your hands. Like we learned in the past about Hulchot Mukseh, a garment that's soaking wet, we're going to learn about it later on, the Ramah brings down, you're not allowed to move a garment that's soaking wet. Even if you got soaking wet on Shabbat, you're not allowed to move it. Why? With skin, you might come to squeeze it. So since it's as sort to move a wet garment or soaking wet garment, so it has a deen of mukseh. I mean, that has a deen of mukseh. How are you going to take it down? So if you want to take it down, you want to be mahmir like the Ben Ishai, just take it down in what we call 
in Kila'ahariyad. Like we learned in Hakot of Mukseh, anytime you handle Mukseh item, not in a normal way, it's mutar. For example, with your elbows in a, in a not normal fashion. If you move in a not normal fashion, be mutar. So those who want to be mahmir on Shabbat, of taking down, they did the Besur already. They hung the clothing Besur, and now they want to take it down. Again, many times says you don't have to take it down, but if you want to be mahmir, just make sure that it's dry. If it's not dry and you still want to be mahmir, then do it in an abnormal way. Now question number two is, I came home 11 o'clock, my clothing was soaked wet, I didn't take my raincoat with me, and now I hung my, my, my shirt to dry up on the clothesline. I then realized, oh, I did an isur, but by the time I realized I did an isur, this was like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And now my clothing is completely dry. I take it down, it's completely dry. Can I wear it now? Yeah, you know, it's a beautiful shirt at the end of the day. Can I wear it and, take and, and, and have hana from it? So here, there's a difference of how it was hung up. If I knew from the beginning that I'm not allowed to hang clothing on a clothesline, I learned this halakha. I listened to the halakha hour. I'm a big fan of the halakha hour. I listened to it on Wednesday afternoon. I listened to it also at night, you know. And then I knew the halakha. But what can I do? My yetzalak got me. I was scared that if I keep the clothing wet like this, you know, I don't know. this. I, I did it anyway. I took it and I put it on the clothesline, knowing that's asur. Later on, I felt so guilty. And now, I want to do teshuva. Okay? Now, since I did it bemezid, I'm not allowed to have hana'a from it since the isur was done by Mezid. Mean to say, what was forbidden is to hang on a clothesline, right? I did this knowledge knowingly. So then it's forbidden for me to benefit from that garment the entire Shabbat. I am not allowed to wear that garment the entire Shabbat. I have to wait till Shabbat is over and then I could wear it. This is if I did it by Mezid. However, most of the time when something like this happens, it's probably done by Shogig. That means the guy came home, he's soaking wet, takes his shirt, he hangs it on the clothesline, it's, you know, it's nice and sunny outside, he hangs it on the clothesline, or he hangs it on top of the bathtub. One of his guests walks into the bathroom, he says, uh, was that the shirt that you wore today? He says, yeah. He says, you know, it's hanging in the bathroom, on the bathtub, that's Asur. He says, well, who said? Huh? Who said? Some, uh, this, uh, you open up the Mishabiru, and you show him, it's Asur, you open up, he sees him, right? So, he says, oi, what do I do now? It's dry. Can I use it now? So sister was done by gig. You look in Siman Chinid Hat and the Beur Halakha. He brings over there the opinion of the Gra. The Gra holds a contest Hana Ruch and that's a Halakha that if you didn't isur did a banan gig, you did something that's forbidden rabbinically by mistake without knowledge. You didn't know that was asur. Even if you're Ta'ib Bedin, you, you, you thought it was mutaba. You didn't know, and now you realize it was it's, it's uh, what's it called? That's asur you are allowed to benefit from it. So if your shirt has dried up already, since you hung it up by mistake, you didn't know that was Asur, so you're allowed to wear it when it's dry, if it's done Bishogig. Okay, now we have a question here. The question... Okay, so I actually believe it or not, another text also, same question. Question is like this. Could someone take down clothing that dried up on Shabbat if I put it to dry before Shabbat? So let's uh, clarify exactly what happened over here. So the, I'm assuming this is the case. What happened is you took, you did laundry on Friday. Okay, clothing, the, your, your washing machine finished. 
Now you took out the clothing. You, want, you know, it's Friday. It's beautiful weather. You know, it's going to be beautiful for throughout the week. So now you took this garments and now you put them on the clothesline outside to be dried on Friday. Anything wrong with that? No. 100% mutar. What's wrong? It's weekday. <laughs> you know, we're not talking about Yom Tov, by the way, about that, right? We're talking about regular Friday. Good. You hung it up. Now, what happened? Shabbat comes in and you look at the clothesline and you say, hey, you know, that's where my shirt was. Oh, but, you know, I put up the dry before Shabbat and now it's Shabbat morning. You, want it, you go to the garment, you touch it and you see that it dried up. Woohoo! It dried up. Can, can you wear it now? And question number two is not just wear it. Can I also take it down? Let's say I, I, let's say I hear there's a, a storm coming, right? And now I, I, I don't want it to get wet again. It's going to get ruined. It's going to get dirty or whatever it is. Can I take it down? That is the question. So I hear, pay attention to what we're saying. I'm going to tell you the halakha and I'm going to explain. The halakha is no, you cannot take it down. Okay? But it makes a difference where you left it to dry. So let's start like this. In the case, in the example that we gave that you left it to dry out in the sun, since it's really not in your control if it dries up or not, all depends on the sun. That, you know, even though you check the weather, you know it's going to be beautiful and sunny and 95 degrees, for sure you know it's going to dry. At the end of the day, it's not 100% in your control because, you know, they always miss that storm. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, we just discovered the storm. You know what I'm saying? So that's called Gemaro Bidesh Shamayim. Halakha tells us that, like we learned in Mukseh, if something goes into Shabbat being Mukseh, it remains Mukseh throughout the entire Shabbat. We look at Ben Hashmashod, at the time of the Shkia, when the sun set and Shabbat began, we look at the item. Is it Mukseh or not? If it's Mukseh, it remains Mukseh throughout the entire Shabbat, even though the reason of it being Mukseh left it. So we mentioned before, there's an Isur on Shabbat when something is soaking wet, there's an Isur of handling it. Why we're scared you might come to squeeze it. That's, that's the Isur. Soaking wet garments are assumed to be handled because we're worried they might come to squeeze it. So therefore, since you can't handle it, it's mukseh. So now I ask you, the clothing that you took out from your washing machine, when Shabbat came in, whatever time Shabbat comes in, I don't know, 4.30, 5 o'clock, whatever it may be. So when Shabbat came in, what do you think? Was it wet? Was it soaking wet or not? If it was soaking wet, so then, since Right then, when Shabbat came in, I'm not allowed to handle because soaking wet. Even though it dried up throughout the, throughout the day of Shabbat, doesn't make a difference. It came in as mukseh, it remains mukseh. But that's only, that's only if the garment, in order for the garment to dry up, it had to be completely dependent on Shamayim, on God. It was not in my hand. Of course, everything depends on God. But apiteba, right? It, I needed to rely on the sun, on the weather being good in order for the garment to dry up. I put in the clothes on outside. I need that. I hope it doesn't rain. Right? So there it's not in my control. Being that's not my control to remove the wetness which makes it mukseh. So it remains mukseh. That's called gmaro bideshamayim. This is in halakha. Anything that comes into Shabbat as mukseh. And the mukseh can only be removed with, you know, only with Hashem's power, in this case, letting it be dry by the sun, then even though it dried up on Shabbat, even though I know most likely it will dry up on Shabbat, doesn't make a difference, it's still going to remain mukseh. However, if I did laundry on Friday and my shirt is wet, 
Now I took it and I hung it in my laundry room. I hung it over the bathtub. Not over the bathtub, people taking showers. Sorry, I'm sorry. Reverse. I took it and I hung it over in the laundry room. And I know, because I've done this many times, if I hang it up to dry right now, it's 12 o'clock Friday afternoon. I know that in exactly 13 hours, this shirt will dry. Now, when Shabbat came in at 5 o'clock, it was still soaking wet. But I know that at 1 a.m., the shirt will be dry. In this case, is the, for this item to be dry, is it dependent on the weather? Is it dependent on something that's in Shamayim or is it dependent on my controls? As I put it there. The answer is, it's, it's completely in Shamayim. I know for sure it's going to dry. This is how it dries up. It's not something it's something that's in my control. Or, I'll give you another example. If I took my wet shirt from the washing machine and I put it in the dryer right before Shabbat, and I know the dryer is going to dry it up, it's going to be ready, but it's only going to be ready once Shabbat comes in. Again, all this is in my control. I completely control this situation over here. If it rains, it's not going to ruin it because it's going to rain outside. It's not raining in my house. So in such a case, since it's Gemarobi Adam, that means it's fully in my control to remove the mukse. Again, not by squeezing it, but by letting it dry in an area where I know for sure it's going to dry, then, being that's Gemarobi de Adam, mukse, when the wetness is gone, mukse is also gone, and I'm able to handle it. So we come back to the question. question is, if I hung clothing to be dried up over Shabbat, I took clothing and I let it hang up and it was done beheter, was done when it was Friday, when it was mutar. And now Shabbat had dried up. Can I remove it or not? And the answer is, was a muksa, first question is, you'll have to ask yourself, was a muksa when Shabbat came in? Yes or no? If it was not muksa when Shabbat came in, that means it was dry before Shabbat came in. So of course you can take it down, there's no problem. The question number two is you have to ask is, even if it was wet, did I hang it up in a place where it was in my control to, for it to dry or not? If the answer is yes, that means it was in my control to make it dry. That means I put it in the dryer or I put it in the laundry room and nothing's going to happen to it. It's going to dry for sure in a few hours. Then even though it came in Shabbat as being wet, and even though it's mukseh when it's still wet, when the wetness goes away, when it's completely dry, I'm allowed to benefit from it on Shabbat, I could wear it. Notice what I said, I could wear it. That means if I need it, I could wear it. But to take down clothing on Shabbat, even if it dried up before Shabbat, it was hanging on a clothesline or for hanging even in my laundry room, to just take it down when I don't need it, then there's another issue. That's called hachana. Preparing from Shabbat to after Shabbat. If I don't need it, that means I go down to my laundry room and I see that my wife hung 10 shirts of mine and another few outfits she hung up to dry up. And I see that they're dry. And I remember her saying, oh, you know, the clothing should be dried. And she said this, item Shabbat. So now I want to be a good husband. I want to take it down for her. Okay, you're being a good husband, but not a great Jew necessarily because you know what's happening. You're doing the surah of hachana. You're preparing. If you don't have any need for it on Shabbat, you're preparing from Shabbat till after Shabbat. That is surah of hachana makes it forbidden to take it down since I don't need it for that Shabbat. So in the case when we're permitting you to take down something that dried up on Shabbat, whether it dried up in the laundry room or whether it came into Shabbat being dry, it's only mutar when I'm using it on Shabbat. If I'm not using it on Shabbat, then you have another isur, and that is hachana, preparing from Shabbat until after Shabbat.
Now we're up to Halakha Bet. And really, I should go into Halakha Bet, but I know there's a lot of stuff to speak about on Halakha Bet. And I don't want to get cut off. I see I have only a little bit of time. Let me just read this. What if we need the last one? Okay, that's another good question. We have another question over here on the text line. And that is like this. We just mentioned that to take it down, to take, let's say, here, here's a question. Let me give you the full case. I took my clothing before Shabbat. I hung it up. You know, it was basically I did my laundry run. I took it out of the washing machine. I put it on the bathroom and I let it dry. Shabbat came in and the garments were already dry, but I forgot to take it down. Now we have guests coming over Shabbat. And normally my kids and I, we all know, it's fine. We have clothing that dries up on the thing. So fine, I'm not going to take it down. It doesn't bother me. But now I have guests. I have my in-laws. Oh my gosh, they're going to judge me. They're going to say, oh, look at her. Hmm, not a lazy huh? Yeah, that's, that's the woman my son married. Oh boy. Right? I want to take it down. I, wa I don't want to be embarrassed. I, want, I need the bathroom to look clean. Even if I don't want to be embarrassed. I just want the bathroom to be clean. So why am I taking it down? I'm not taking it down because I'm doing hachana. I'm taking it down because I want the bathroom to look nice and presentable. It is Shabbat. And Shabbat also in the bathroom. Can I do so? And the answer is, again, this is mutar because this is for now. It's not a preparation. The question is that I need it now to be clean. I need it now to, excuse me, I need the bathroom now to be neat and I need to look good. So therefore, I'm taking it down for now. Since I'm taking it down, so now the bathroom should look clean. It's not an isur of hachana. And also, like we mentioned, you have to be careful that this garment was, or whatever you're taking down, was dried from before Shabbat and came to Shabbat dry. Or maybe came to Shabbat wet, but I know for sure when I hung it up, it's going to be dry for sure on Shabbat. There's no reason why it should get wet. Then it will be mutat to take it down if I want the bathroom to look clean or if I need to use it. Then, yes, thank you for that question. Okay, so now there's only three minutes left. We're going to have to stop over here uh, before going to the next halakha. As I said, next week we'll be going to halakha bit and all the other halakha that are pertaining to what garments on Shabbat and drying them. As I said, I hope next week also we'll be able to discuss um, what happens, you know, when you get stuck and you get caught in the rainstorm on Shabbat, all the different issues that come up. You know, the people make garbage bags as ponchos and, and, and wearing those... Uh, different kind of garments for you allowed to wear them not anything that has to do with uh, you know getting wet on Shabbat or getting stuck in a rainstorm so until then we're going to sign out let me give you the phone number to the radio station we'll be here if you want to call us it'll be off the air the phone number is 718-683-5858 if you like to text in it's 347-927-8398 I do see here some text I hope I answered all of them I don't know I mean I didn't reply to you but if I did not answer you or my answer was not clear please text back I'll reply to you by text. And uh, you can listen to this class again tonight on jrootradio.com at 10 p.m. If you're listening at 10 o'clock tonight, this is it. You could, If you have any other questions, you could always email us. Halakhahour at gmail.com. Again, halakhahour at gmail.com. You can email us any questions, comments, uh, any ha'arot. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, this is it. This is Halakhahour signing off. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Iran. Thank you, Rav Nisim, for hosting us. We'll see you next week again live on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Until then, have a wonderful week and a Shabbat Shalom.